0: So then they say to these people, hey, you can help do this. Let's just help uncover this. Then they're uncovering this, they realized the significance of this city. And it was a fishing village and lots of like little places where they were using salt to fish. You could see Peter, James, and John coming in and they'd maybe bring their fish there. And they saw their fish and you could just wow, this was amazing evidence. And um, so she, she said, We found this road and we took all the rocks from this road that led from the Sea Galilee down. I mean, this is like maybe 200 feet. This like not huge, right? And we took these stones, and we put them down in this chapel, and they call it the Encounter Chapel, so that when you're walking in the room, you're walking on these stones that very likely Jesus would have walked on as he left the Sea of Galilee and was coming to visit that synagogue and teaching. And I remember walking into that Encounter Room, and you had these big stones, it was about like, the size of this stage, and this huge painting is covering the whole wall. It was very overwhelming, and the Spirit is so powerful. And Jenny's talking to us about these stones and how we're walking on these stones that Jesus could have walked on. And she's telling us about this chapel that was built to honor the woman that Jesus loved and healed and helped. Such a holy, holy feeling there. And um, and I um, I will tell you, you know how when you go to a place and you feel the Holy Ghost powerfully and it just becomes a holy place to you? That's how Magdala is for me. So I've since been back many times. And I'm so grateful that now we know a lot more about Magdalene, where her was from. Um, we don't know a lot about her as a person, but she obviously was a woman. Also, what it means if she's ministering to Jesus, she's a woman who's devoted, she's healed by him, and she stays with him. And I want us to keep that in mind, so let's see if we can relate to them and also like use them as examples of faith. So now there's those three women, but there's also these many others. And who are these many others? There are with a- do so we have an idea? I and mean, who has this idea of who the many others would be? Say it loud. His mother? His mother might be with him? Good. Elizabeth? Elizabeth might be with him. Martha. She's old, so I don't know if she would be with him. So I don't have her listed, but I don't find to like, we don't know if he was with him, we don't yes or no. So I put question marks by people who we know he healed, because it says it was women who were healed by him, right? But these are women who we who might have been some of these. Now, their question marks is we don't know. Now, these other ones that I put without the question mark, I don't know that they were there, but they are listed later on in the gospel as being part of this group. So they might have been following along. They're later on in the gospel um, when it mentions women of Galilee. It mentions these ones: me and. No. Mar- Martha. So there, are, and what like this taught me as I dug deeper is there are many other miracle stories of women that we don't know about, right? They were probably part of this group. now we're going to go to Luke chapter 23. And again, this is why it's like, well, um, it's hard to make this connection because there's all these chapters in between. So Luke chapter 23 is talking about at the cross. And it's talking about who was there at the cross. And it says, all his acquaintance and the woman that followed him from Galilee stood afar after holding these things. And then skip a couple verses. And it says, the woman also which came with him from Galilee followed after, this is like after Joseph of the Arimathea gets to the tomb. So it says they're following them and there behold the sepulcher, and how his body was laid. And they returned, and prepared spices and ointments, and rested on the Sabbath day, according to the commandment." So who's the they in all these verses? Many the more. woman who followed him from Galilee. It doesn't list their names. We don't know who they are, but we now have an idea, right, of who they are. And now, we didn't have the chapter breaks before, right? But we had a chapter break, now we're in verse one of the next chapter, and it says, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulcher. Who's the they? So how many is this? Many, many. according to Luke chapter 8, right? It could be many, many. So now in case we're getting confused, is there really many? So it goes through the resurrection account. They see the angels. The angels say, he is not here. He is risen, as he said. And go tell your brethren. And then it says, and who was there? And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. Okay, we had someone that wasn't listed before, but now is part of it and other women that were with them. So we don't know what that other is, but it's more than three, is it not? So which told them these things? Beautiful, right? These women who stayed and who ministered to the Kelly and they stayed. Okay, just stop. What do you think are lessons we can learn just so far from these women? Before we're talking about them more. Um, I don't want you to shout out, so just tell your friend next to you. What are some, are there any lessons? Maybe there's nothing. Is there a lesson we can learn from them? and visualize them doing the things that women do. Okay. You know, making sure it's comfortable, um, providing whatever they can. Just to... She's saying, I can see them as dedicated women. I can picture them doing the things women do, making them comfortable doing the things women do, and feeding them, doing those things. OK, awesome. And who else have a lesson? Yeah. Well, Joanna was um, one who was living in the Roman, hiding in the enemy camp but still she was able to be Okay, awesome. so they went, she's saying Joanna was with the Romans, and here she was able to, maybe that made her open doors because she was. And she no was him. brave. She was brave, great. awesome. What's another lesson? They loved him. They loved him. Yes, they followed him. If we just learned that, they followed him, and they kept following him. That's enough, right? They just were awesome followers, yeah. Loyalty. They were loyal. Okay, one more, Yes. In the middle? Just that I mean I don't know how old they all were, lots for you know, older are mothers of adult children. But they chose the Lord instead of retirement life. Okay, chose the Lord instead of retirement life. Yeah, no back They're right there, yes. They sacrificed They gave up things in order to follow him. So they sacrificed in order to be disciples. Mm-hmm. Just they sacrificed in order to be disciples you really want to know? go for it, yes were strong and they were full of faith if we are thinking that they were just cooking and they were just there to help him nothing is wrong with cooking and like that's important right we need to feed our children we need to feed them but I hope we picture them as powerful faithful like testimony like bears you know they they were followers they were not just helpers is what I'm trying to say right they were helpers. and please I know it's important to cook I'm not trying to put out homemaking skills so important but I hope we just don't think, oh, they were just at the back. No, i that I don't think that's. But but maybe it yeah. was. So um, that like. faithful discipleship. And I'm so grateful that I can. So, when we say they followed him from Galilee, um, if you Google Maps, it, it's a 35-hour walk from Capernaum to Jerusalem. So, I don't know if this is a five- or six-day journey. I don't know if they, like, book it and they make it in four days. But it's, like, it's multiple days, right? So, again, most of this stuff is happening up there, and it's a different climate up there. It's a different... Everything's different up there. You can see it's all green up there and kind of dry by Jerusalem. So it's a different place. And they followed to Jerusalem for his final week of his life. Now here is something. I'm sorry it's small, but um, I will read it. Consider for a moment the fact that these women came with Christ from Galilee and were present in his crucifixion. While the scriptures do not specifically speak of their participation in other events of the final week of the Savior's life, it seems likely they were present at the triumphal entry, heard his teachings in the temple, and perhaps participated in other events. Luke records that this group of women were present at Calvary. All Christ's acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar beholding the crucifixion. Matthew refers to the same group, so I love when it's like more than one gospel author, recording that at the cross many women were beholding the far off which followed Jesus from Galilee and ministering unto him, among which was Mary Magdalene, Mary and mother of James, and the mother of Zebedee's children. So, I'm going to now, like, I don't want you to get confused, but I'm going to skip yours for just a little bit and go to a couple of the events of Holy Week. Even though we don't know that women were there, i want going to look at this artwork that depicts them there. They kind of agree with what was just said. So this kind of says the same thing where when he cleanses the temple, when he teaches on Tuesday and Wednesday in parables, when the Last Supper, they don't particularly mention the women, but very, very likely, they're there. Not only were they at least present, they were helping, witnessing, the doctrine talk. A few of the parables in teachings this week highlight women. The parable of the ten virgins, the signs of the second coming, the two of whom shall be grinding in one taken, when are hiding women. So that's kind of just as I know. So um, this picture of the triumphal entry, you can see the palm leaves. I just want you to see if you can pick out the woman. So there's one for sure with her long hair here. That's kind of that's what that looks like when they're veiled. I'm sorry, that's blurry, that's lame, but there's like three women on the other side. So they are depicted on the either side of Jesus, which, okay, not a big deal, but fun to see that. So this is, remember how on Wednesday, well, we don't know, but likely Wednesday of Holy Week, the woman comes and pours this whole oil on his head, and he says, wherever the will preach, let's talk of her. That is a key event in the whole in last week of the Savior's life that is done by this. This is a better, another picture. Um, okay, and that's just like, we know it's Holy Week, because it said it's right before Passover which happened during Holy Week. So. And then these are just kind of side notes of key women, but different from the women that we were talking about before. Remember Pilate's wife who has a dream and says, no, I had a dream and you shouldn't convict him. So this is her picture right there turning away because Pilate's not listening to her. And then you have the maid who says to Peter, aren't you with Jesus? And that's the little maid. Okay. And then you have the group of women at the cross. So there's your reference for that. So it's kind of a, like a... As Jesus was carrying the cross, some men followed him him, and Jesus turned and spoke to them, warning them of the hard times ahead. So we don't know who this group of women are, if they were like Jerusalem women, if they were like women he was really close to, don't know, but they're a group of women he, and I love this because it depicts that, right? He's carrying the cross and he is turning to clearly all of these women. Um, And he tells that to them. So now I think that a problem that I had growing up is I only like one picture of the cross or one picture of resurrection morning and then which is fine it was just easy to grab but now we can like access so many like we don't have any i feel like we can more easily show like um or we can show other (laughs) other pictures so i'll show you this so at the cross now this is where it gets a little confusing and you're like oh it's giving too detailed then sorry just drown me out but at the cross four women are mentioned in john they're stood by the cross, Jesus' mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. So four women. Mark adds an additional name, woman, and writes up, many other women. So it gets a little confusing because the four gospels all say something different. So we have John saying four women, we have Mark adding one, there were also women looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the last, and Joseph, Salome, who was also when he was in Galilee? So now we know. Oh, she was part of that group, right? Followed him, administered him, him, and many other women which came upon with him to Jerusalem. So it's impossible to know what the number "many" implies. It's certainly more than we think. I mean, more than it was listed there. So, okay. So I said that. So imagine you're teaching a class. Do you just grab the easy artwork that you can just grab, or do you like try to show? Maybe it might have been more accurate the women that were there. And I love this example, because this is the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And we kind of focus on Lazarus. Totally fine if you do that. Or you can, this one shows the women that were there, right, who are asking Jesus and testifying of Jesus. Like Martha testifies right before. I know that thou art Christ, the Son of God. And you see him right there, right? And the other woman there with the men. So a lot maybe it depends on the artwork that we use. So I'm going to show you some artwork that depicts this. And I know like, you don't need this to show you, but it's just fun. So this is in the church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. It's an old mosaic. They're getting him off the cross, and you can see, because they have a veil over their head. So one, two, three, four women depicted. And here, this is scriptural, right? This comes from John 19. Beautifully depicts, right? Jesus' mother there at the cross. He looks to the needs of his mother. And um, I don't need to read that, I think, because I've already read that. So let's look at this artwork. Again, this is like a huge mural that like covers a whole wall um, in a church that like is commemorating the crucifixion, and just like to pick out, so we probably have Joseph of Arimathea, he's key here, you might have another disciple here, and then you can see all of those are women, so you can see three, four, five, six with their faces, and you can't really tell here, but it looks like there's a lot of hoods behind it, so when I see it in person, these hoods, it looks like there's like 11 women. Um, putting, like, which is like after, right? From Luke. Um, here you have them putting him into the tomb, and you have, obviously, Joseph and Hermitius depicted like wealthy, which he was, and then you have the woman behind you, by woman here. Beautiful, huh? So, I want to read this awesome poem that my husband found, um, that a Latter-day Saint woman wrote, and I just love this. Well, you can, you can feel the Holy Ghost. To forsake him one dying, first to make sunshine around his hearth, last to lose heart and cease trying. Last at the cross of her crucified Lord, first to behold him when risen, first to proclaim him to life restored, bursting from death's gloomy prison. Gloomy prison. I love it that these women were literally the last at the cross and the first to the tomb. Um, so we're going to look at the tomb accounts. Which, so you guys, um, Easter morning is probably my favorite morning of the whole year because, and I'm sure it's for a lot of you, I just feel like um, it's just awesome that we to celebrate this holy day and we get to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the women that were there. So, okay, here's where it gets a little confusing. Very early Sunday morning. The woman ran to the tomb. Three women discover the tomb in Mark. Two women in Matthew and a large group of women in Luke. So beautiful picture. You can see the angels, and you can see it's not a large group of women, but there's like four women there. Then we have this one that is it's called the Three Marys. Now, I did not know that more than one woman ran to the tomb when I was younger because I just saw the one depiction, which is John. The Mary Magdalene sees him. But these are scripturally accurate, right? The three Marys at the tomb. I mean, and hopefully you did, right? Like you didn't. I we all had the same experience. But I love this because it like portrays all the gospels. Um, so three women discover the tomb in Mark, and you can see those three right here. So which one? I'm gonna give you a quiz. Which gospel is this one depicting? Which? Did I say that right? Uh, Luke. Good job. Which one is this depicting? John. No. Mark. Mark. You got it. And then we get to this one in Matthew where two women see Jesus. And who are the two women? Mary Magdalene. Well, of course, it's a Mary. <laughs> okay. Don't this. So, um, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they see him as they're leaving the tomb. And I hate to say this, like, you guys are way smarter than me, but I didn't know this until I was, like, old. Mm. So, so. Um, and then you have the Gospel of John, which we often see Mary Magdalene appearing to Jesus. And one reason we might feature this more is because it's we have more verses about it, right? Some of these other verses, just one or two, like, I'm not, we're not bad. We're not featuring it. And it's more beautiful. It gives more description. So we have um, him appearing to Mary. And remember, it's after she first sees the empty tomb, runs and tells Peter, comes back, and is lingering at the tomb. Okay, so... Um, This is from Daughters in My Kingdom. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Does someone else want to read it? (laughs) But now I'm like, okay, I'll read it. The New Testament includes accounts of certain women named and unnamed who exercised faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement, learned and lived his teachings and testified his ministry, miracles, and majesty. So that's why I want to say they were testifiers, right? They're not just not testifying. These women became exemplary disciples and important witnesses in the work of salvation. So, that slide is in the wrong place. I'm so sorry. There you go. So there we have. Remember, we came from Luke chapter eight. We went to Luke chapter 23 and Luke chapter 24. So now that we've kind of followed them a little more, um, I want us to think about these disciples. And can we, like, like I'm thinking of my daughter who's 13. Right? She she has a strong testimony. She is firm. Can she look to these women? Um, I think that we can look to these women and remember them more. Um, like these ancient women, we can be women who want to be where Christ is. I think if I wanted to give an example of faith, I could turn to someone that we, I could, I could turn to these, these women as examples of that, right? Um, um, at least for me, sometimes I'll go to the easy ones, right? That we just think of, oh, this is a good example of faith, where we might have a lot of information about them, but these are also examples of faith. They witnessed miracles. They were a miracle themselves, right? And they raised their voices in joyful praise and testimony of the Savior of the world. I also think, like, as we give glory to Jesus, as we remember him, as we find joy in his gospel, like, we're following their example. So, um, is this too much information? Can we keep going? Okay. So, remember, we have been with them. They experienced so many of these miracles that we think of up there, and they saw holy week. And I think that I didn't really think of that before. When Jesus said, follow me, he might have meant that literally, like they followed him physically. And I know that we don't, we, that's, that's not what it means today, but when we follow him, like they did back then, it's not a physical thing, but when we are following Jesus, you get know what I'm saying, right? We're not following him literally, but we are following him like he was, like they did. So um, here's a little poem about them. They were hurting, they were suffering, Jesus healed and offered grace. Experienced Jesus, Experiencing Jesus' power and were whole from that hour. Would they stay and see the hardships he would face? Choosing faith, discipleship, and devotion, more miracles were set in motion. And I think that's just fun to like stop and think about. So they were all healed. They had that experience. And as they followed him, they witnessed more and more. Does that make sense? I just love that, that as we experience it, as we continue our discipleship, we will have our faith strengthened as we're there. We're with him. We don't leave him. Then we get more witnesses of him killing other people, and we're strengthened. They witnessed his miracles firsthand and felt God's love up from above. Follow him is what they did, ministering, leaving things behind, sacrificing, choosing faith, discipleship, and devotion. When things were bleak, unsure of what was to come, they stayed fearlessly. They stayed with him at the cross, witnesses of his greatest act of love, and ran to the tomb that early morning, showing their continued devotion. So this is Linda Burton, and she gave a talk to certain women like 10 years ago, it was a while ago? Maybe not. Actually, I don't know. Um, it was a few years ago. May we remember the many certain women who refused to abandon our precious Savior, during the excruciating experience. He suffered on the cross, and yet hours later, were privileged to be alone the certain witnesses of his glorious resurrection. Let's be found staying close to him in prayer and scripture study. Let's draw ourselves near to him by preparing for receiving the sacred emblems of his atonement sacrifice. weekly we do the ruins of the sacrament. And I, I feel like that can be a reason, right? When they're like, I want to prepare for the sacrament. I want to go to the temple. We can know, like, they didn't. They, they had a temple back then, right? It was in Jerusalem, and they went, and there was a courtroom, and maybe they were in there. But you know that video President Nelson just put out on Facebook, like, yesterday, Um, when he said Jesus is the temple. And Jesus is the symbol of the temple. And I think they were always there. They wanted to be there with Jesus. When we do that, we want to go where Jesus is, that we can have those blessings, too. Perhaps when we might be part of the certain women, disciples of Jesus Christ, who will celebrate his glorious return when he comes again. So beautifully said by Sister Burton. So, like these ancient women, we can be women who want to be where Christ is. Who witnesses and are part of his miracles, and you raise our voices in joyful praise and testimony to the Savior of the world. What would happen if we spoke of these scriptural women of Holy Week more? Now, that's not really accurate, right? Because they're Holy Week and they're, his ministry. Like They were there for his ministry. Would we appreciate their discipleship, their sacrifice, and their dedication more? Would reflecting on their faith increase our own? Let's recognize the good they did, the vital role they played, and the love and compassion they possessed. The work, thought, effort they engaged in, the fearless faith they fostered, the tenderness they exhibited, the joy they experienced, and then let us go and do likewise. Friday where he died, and that was a sad day, but yet a happy day where he showed us his greatest act of love and gave his life, and then we kind of skip to Easter morning, which we want to, it's so glorious, but I'm, I am—I want to think of these women on that Saturday, right? That was a whole Sabbath day, they were waiting till they could get there Easter morning, and I think of the Saturdays in my life where the tragedy has happened and sadness is real, and we think, what? Jesus is dead. We've been following him. You just think they did they know the Easter morning was coming? Like they didn't seem that they knew, and just that that deep sadness that they must have felt. And I'm so grateful for these women who must have been so scared. Like, like it says that the disciples had their doors closed for fear of the for fear of being found out that they were followers of Jesus, right? So here are these women who are at the cross. They're there. We are followers, right? They're not hiding it, and they're running to the tomb. And I love it that they're so brave like that. Like, what an example. And they sit through that sad, sad whole day and run there with hope. Sunday morning. And I'm so like, wow. And um, I'm grateful that they could witness that, that Mary Magdalene could be there, and that these, this large group of women could be there, and these, this group of two women could be here, and this group of three could be here. And I am so grateful for that, and I'm so grateful and i believe in jesus christ and i know that he has all power but you might think oh she's all dead." no she's not all dead. so here here's the here's the, it wasn't the end right but like but like this was a hard class right because the woman who followed from jesus christ the woman who followed jesus from Galilee and other faithful disciples and i have just a few minutes left but i want to just go into a few of these women from acts who were the early christian Awesome helpers of the early Christian church. So that's kind of confusing because those are Old Testament, the first, one, two, three, four, five. But then we get to Lois and Eunice, because oh, that was confusing, so that was bad order. But we're going to talk about Lydia and Priscilla. So I want to talk about Lydia, who I got to, is anyone, well, Lydia is from Greece. So when Paul goes to Greece and she goes to Philippi, remember, Lydia is the one who's a seller of purple. So when you look at, like, pictures of Lydia online, she's always in purple which means probably she had money because purple was like this expensive diet. So I love it that it describes Lydia. She's going to this place where she'd previously arranged for women to gather to pray. That tells you about Lydia, right? She was a leader. She'd arranged for this group of women to go pray. She's a devout Jew. And they go to pray. And Paul is this awesome missionary. is like, where should I go? Oh, I should go to this group of women. So she worshiped God, heard us. Recognize it as true. She took the initiative, she gathered friends, she stood up for Paul and protected him, and she housed church gatherings. So, again, she probably had a large house that could house some gatherings. And Lydia is awesome, and she's mentioned later on too. Now, I don't have a reference there, but I think it's Act 17, maybe 18. <coughs> Somebody correct me. Okay, so this is President Nelson, and remember he's quoting. Spencer W. Kimball, and you've heard this, he said, much of the world, growth in the church will come because of the women of the church reflect the righteousness and articulateness in their lives to the degree that the women of the church are seen as distinct and different in happy ways. My dear sister, sisters, you are our vital, so you, who are vital sources, winning up at the scene that day, the day that President Kimball foresaw is today. Lydia's, we are the Chloe's, we are the Phoebe's, we are the Mary Magdalene's. We have experienced the Savior's power and we gotta follow with such close, uh, we gotta follow them as close as we can. So, and this is President Nelson continued, it's um, a plea to my sisters. Now, I have put in parentheses people who I think follow this, that we could use as examples as we're talking about. When President Nelson says we need women who are this, we can look at these women as examples of this. We need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith. Okay, you could list so many women here. Mary Magdalene, and who are, and then he says up, oh, that should be a parenthesis, and who are courageous defenders of morality and families in a sensitive world. We need women who are devoted to shepherding God's children along the covenant path. So these guys were all shepherds um, in the early Christian church. Toward exaltation, women who know how to receive personal revelation. Hey, you get Mary Bethany who's testifying, bearing her testimony of Jesus Christ, she knew, and Samaritan woman, those two women clearly testified of Jesus Christ. That one too, that one too. Women who, okay this should have been a parenthesis, women who understand the power and peace of the temple endowment, women who know how, now we could have put Anna there, Anna's singing out in the temple, women who know how to call upon the powers of heaven to protect and strengthen children and families. Women who teach fearlessly. So Priscilla, Lois, and Eunice. Now, Lois and Eunice, remember, are the mother and grandmother of Timothy. And I love in the scriptures where it says, this is 2 Timothy 1.5, and it says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which first dwelt in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am sure is in thee also. He's saying that to Timothy, saying, I know you can have faith because your mother and grandmother had faith. So these are women who taught their children fearlessly. Um, great examples. Now, I put Priscilla in here because I actually, because she, um, remember she housed Paul for 18 months, but she also, um, when someone else, another, like, younger missionary comes preaching after Paul left, he's saying some things that aren't quite right, and she goes and she corrects him. Like, she knows her stuff. I love that. Like, Priscilla, like, rocks. She's she's who President Nelson's talking about. She knows. And she justifies then this is present, continued attacks against the church, its doctrine, and our way of life are going to increase. Because of this, we need women who have a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ. So, who were they? These women who were there throughout all these miracles as He's going along from Galilee, from chapter 8 to chapter twenty-three. These women, and who will use that understanding to teach and help raise a sin-resistant generation? We need women who can detect deception in all its forms. We need women who know how to access the power that God makes available to come to keepers. And to express their beliefs with confidence and charity. Okay, we could put a lot of women in there. We need women who have the courage and vision of our mother Eve. And I'm going to put women who, follows, who are followers of Jesus Christ in the New Testament times. They know how to do this, and they are courageous and they are great. Yay! So I hope that we like are saying this quote all the time, like trying to help our daughters and granddaughters become these women, and remember that it's all about Jesus. You guys are taking a picture of that slide. That's fun. Okay. So, um, my friends, I love this because this is President Nelson, who I know is a prophet of God, and I know that the Lord is is teaching him and inspiring him and inspiring us through him. And when he says we need these women, I hope they will now and do better. And maybe you're already doing better, but use these women as examples. Of to, to do that, oh, that was wonderful. Okay, well, I am so grateful you can come here, and I hope that you have learned in your testimonies of Jesus Christ have increased.